Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Are you an investor who is developing an appetite for plant based protein? Welcome to Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. The investor community is beginning to see the potential of alternative proteins to transform food systems and tackle climate change. Global alt protein investment continued to grow considerably last year, surging by 60% to $5 billion, according to the GFI, that's the Good Food Institute. Malaysia's chicken export ban last month sharpened the focus on Singapore's food security and it's raised questions like how far are we from the reality of bio-alternative protein meeting a significant portion of demand for food here even as that demand rises. According to the Asia Research and Engagement Asian consumption of meat and seafood is expected to increase by 78% by 2050. So we're focusing today on the alternative protein market and asking how is the protein sector being remade not just by consumer trends, but emerging players in the Asian field. There will be a new meat alternative offering on shelves here in Singapore in a matter of months. Dynamic Food Co. is a Singapore-based food technology startup and they will be launching Dynameat. That's a plant-based chicken alternative by the end of this year. Dynameat's going to be tailored for Asian palates and it'll keep affordability front and centre of its offerings. We take a closer look at the alternative protein market today with Dr. Andy Kusumo, who is founder and CEO CEO of Dynamic Food Co. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Michelle. First up, what is Dynamite? <laughs> so Dynamite is plant-based chicken. We create this. Uh, we're going to launch very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is for us is about the scalability. So bringing this category to to a sec, uh, you know accessible to uh, to white consumers. All so right. This is, uh, this is uh, what the Dynamite is all about. Well, I have to ask, what's in it? I mean, if it's not chicken, is it primarily derived from mushrooms, uh, mycospores? How does it work? For us, it's about scalability. So we are using ingredients that are accessible, and for the product that we're launching soon, we are using soy and wheat. But our our, our technology actually uh, allow us to change or switch to other ingredients if needed. And that, that gives us that flexibility in terms of uh, supply chains. Wow. So we know that soy and wheat in particular, commodities have seen prices rise because of the impact of the war in Ukraine. How will you be affected? Yes, yes. So obviously, I think everyone is affected. All of us is affected. But I think for us, it's about scalability and affordability. And I guess with the rising of the chicken as well. I think we are right now already comparable to uh, animal-based chicken. So we just, yeah, I guess everyone kind of feel the pain, but we are right there in terms of comparability and and scalability for plant-based. Challenging times, isn't it? Interesting to hear about your technology that will allow you to swap out ingredients. And we'll come back to Dynamite in just a while. But I want to take a step back. Um, Dr. Kusumo, in Asia, how do you think the investor community is reacting to the potential of alternative proteins? It's definitely an exciting market. You know, I, I came to this industry maybe one of the earliest you know people here six years ago. I used to serve as a, as a director of science for a global plant base who, who came to Singapore early on. Definitely, it's, it's very very exciting. Interest is it's just tremendous. You know, from from all directions. So it's, it's definitely an exciting time. I think the key here is to really call it unlock potentials. You know, so mm-hmm. it's not just a, a vision, but to me, it's, it's about 
who can bring this vision into reality. And this is where, you know, I'm putting a dynamic foot goal with a dynamic product. You worked at Amgen, you worked at Corn with Dynamic Food Co. How will Dynamite stand out from the alternatives? Yeah, so thing, you will see us very soon in the market mm-hmm. and, and you will see us that, you know, obviously don't just take my word. But <laughs> taste when, it. <laughs> uh, you know, when, when it's available in the market, please taste it, you know, and, and you will see us that uh, we believe this is a, what we call a best-in-class, a mean alternative solution. And this is in terms of taste, in terms of textures, nutrition, and affordability. So those, to us, is, is all about scalability. Yeah. Now, in terms of food security, the Malaysian export ban certainly um, has had us all thinking about our supply chains here in Singapore. Uh, what do you think is the role of plant-based products, the sector here in Singapore, in terms of tackling food security? Yes, right. I mean, we know that Singapore has limited natural resources. So I think the ability of Singapore to have an alternative options in terms of uh, food will always strengthen the security of it. So plant-based food essentially offer that, that unique independent source of food, right? Because essentially it's taking uh, animal out of the equation to mm-hmm. provide, say, proteins to uh, or meat for the consumer. So that that's really the role of plant-based food strengthening Singapore food security. In what, did you want to add to that? I just want to add that from a supply chain, that's really how it is. But I think the hard work, right, the key is still about developing plant-based meat product that, you know, really as good in terms of taste as meat, but better in terms of nutrition and affordable and sustainable. So I think there are are two sides of it, right? So in one way, yes, uh, plant-based food is as a unique source of food in terms of supply chain. But, you know, in a way, someone got to do it. Someone has to develop plant-based food solutions that consumer can can really accept, you know, enjoy and, and accept as, as part of their everyday daily life, diet life. You know? Yeah, I think that's key. You know, here in Singapore, we love chicken rice, right? It is our national dish. So to what extent do you think Dynamic Food Co. will be able to convert chicken eaters or even wow the vegetarian crowd here? Yes, yes. Actually, uh, if you go to our uh, our website, the dynamite.com, I'm, I'm happy you, you pointed out <laughs> that we actually, the dynamite product that we create, actually there's a picture of, of a chicken rice there. <laughs> so for us, this, this again, we, we are truly seriously intent of putting dynamite as, I guess you can call it, another class of meat. So if, if today we eat chicken, beef and pork and maybe seafood, right, maybe that's the fourth source. We want to put dynamite as the fifth class of it. <laughs> so it's truly another class of, of meat. That's how we see dynamite. And that's where we want to That's where we want to go. Wow, that's a high benchmark you're putting up publicly there on your website, putting chicken <laughs> rice out there. People are going to be trying it in their recipes, I'm sure. Uh, what do you see as future trends when it comes to alternative foods? You mentioned you came here six years ago um, yeah. in the field. So what do you see as the future? The future, like I said, I think definitely, inform- I mean, if you look at the trend and the information, suddenly the market is expecting, well, I guess the animal is crying. <laughs> the animal is probably already crying for, for solutions, you know. Um, mm-hmm. That the planet is crying. Uh, the investor are, are looking for salmon, or, you know, who can truly bring a scalable, you know, and not just putting that, that vision up there, but execute. So I think it's an, uh, I call it, it's a challenge, right? So it's, a, it's a challenge to the community. So that's why, you know, I started this uh, Dynamic Food Call last year. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel that the time is now, literally is now. Let's, let's not just put, you know, in terms of 
a story and a vision. Mm-hmm. Let's you know recruit you know with with a, with a good product you know quote unquote recruit people who previously has doubt because let's be realistic right today the market probably what three three four percent of the let's say total mean how do you really recruit the so-called the 96%, let, let's just call that. It's a high standard. So I'm not going to say easy, but that's why you, you will see us, you know, dynamite right there when you see us. Um, and we will, quote-unquote, recruit, you know, <laughs> the, the doubters uh, to be our friends. Recruit uh, so. the doubters. All right. Now, you started Dynamic Food Co. last year. From the perspective of fundraising, what is it that investors want from companies in the sector? Like I said, right, I think if you look at, maybe I can speak specifically on, on Singapore terms, right? Sure. So maybe, you know, I, I came in six years ago. At the time, it was it was somewhat new and you, you have those, those global companies coming into the pictures. And I guess you see, right, probably the last maybe two years, maybe, there's more and more in you know, a local startup. And I think the investors suddenly learn a lot like I say, about the impact, the education, you know, with all the educations, with, with the social impact. And and I think right now the investor is, is understanding the, begin to understanding more and more the, the opportunities as well as the challenges. So I think that's always two things. And, and you have to solve that, right? If, if you want to become a successful player in this field, then, then you have to recognize both the, the opportunities as well as the, the challenges. So So that's where... I am putting down a minute here. So we recognize the, the opportunities, the excitement, the visions, you know, having a, another class of meat on par, you know, as the fifth class of meat. But but the challenges is, is, is you know, is also not small, right? We're talking about taste, talking about affordability. We're talking about nutrition. We're talking about all that. So for us in Dynamit, we use technology and we leverage technology. And for me in Dynamit specifically, it's about our team. I essentially put together a team who are essentially have lived through the, you know, it's a veterans in, in this industry mm. uh, in Asia. So so far, so these two things are, are very important and how we do it, things in, in Dynamit. I guess technology one is SP and people too. Yeah. You mentioned three elements, taste, affordability. I want to focus on nutrition. Is Dynamite going to be similar or even more nutritious compared to real chicken? Yeah, so this one, I just put it, you know, in a, in a very straight, straightforward. You know, Dynamite plant-based chickens that we are launching soon have roughly about 50% less fat and less calorie and mm. has about 9-10% fiber, which you know, chicken has zero and still high in protein. So I'm just putting it, you know, as, as a, mm-hmm. put my head as a scientist there and, and putting it there. If do you do you see this as a, an exciting product, you know, from a nutrition standpoint, my personal answer is it is, you know. So to answer your question is, is yes, it's definitely a more nutritious than, than chicken. All right. And, you know, when we think about plant-based meat alternatives, sometimes we think of technology coming into the fray, helping out with tastes like, um, you know, some of the big players have things called heme, a particular molecule that, you know, can mimic yes. what we find in real um, proteins, right, to give that mouthfeel and the taste. Uh, is there any sort of technology that's going to dynamite that will help improve in the in the taste area? Yeah, it's very interesting you point that out about the heme. I mean, pretty sure you, <laughs> we all know who, who, are, who are using the heme, right? Um, but to me, this is very interesting you mentioned that. Dynamite is very unique in terms of, we call our, our technology TNT, texture and taste technology. There are companies who are putting technology specifically on ingredients, like you just pointed out, you know, they're maybe so-called perfecting the ingredients. But based on my 
experience on the ground based on what I'm hearing from many, 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 many consumers and our partners and customers on the ground. They're not necessarily asking you know, me, hey, Andy, what, what ingredients you, you want to use or, or you are using here. So they don't specifically asking that. For, for them, it's all about, can I enjoy this food? You know, yeah. Is this, uh, you know, healthy for me? So I guess based on that consumers, I'm not focusing the technology on ingredient per se, but more like the totality of it, you know, if you know what I'm saying. Because, because the, the product, they contain about 10 or more ingredients. And it's a it's a totality that make 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 it unique, and obviously it's driven by by our technology. So so the technology itself is is about putting together a different ingredients that gives that scalability. You know that gives what the consumers want, which is again back back to uh, taste, price. Uh, versatility, easy to handle, all, all that stuff. So you're yeah. not looking at genetically engineering a molecule, no. for example, that will help meat taste like meat? Non- yes. So so the direct answer to that for, for the dynamite plant-based chicken, we're not using uh, those so-called genetically modified technology or, or ingredients. And the reason to me is always, uh, you know, I don't want to debate whether that's good or bad and, and things like that here. But I think that the point here is like, the question that I'm always asked the team on the R&D side is, is this the simplest way or is this the most straightforward to, to, to really solve the solutions, the, the customer pain points? Because sometimes we can get too excited about technology and forget that at the end of the day, this is for consumers. So it's, it's about balancing that technology and, and scalability. So we don't use technology just because we, we can do it, but it has to be technology to solve a practical pain point, a consumer pain point. So, so sometimes if we too focus on technology, you know, then you're going to drive up the price. And then if, if drive up the price, then how are you going to solve the consumer pain points or the food security or food sustainability? So, so Dynamite is all about connecting technology with scalability, which is, that's what I see very unique in this. I guess being in this field for quite a while now, I've, I've seen uh, also other players and how the industry grows. I still feel very unique in, in what we do. Very, very unique. And can you uh, give us a sense of what is the key pillar to your this whole concept of scalability, which you mentioned several times, you know, um, as being important to Dynamic Food Co.? Yeah, to, to me, scalability is, in a very simple way, it's like this. If you offer an alternative to the consumers, to me, well, you better make sure that all the good things that the consumer used to eat, or in this particular case, is animal-based meat, is, is there. And then, but on top of that, you have to offer a better profile. Mm. And that's, that's really the key in here. And that key to scalability. And that's why I keep mentioning about that, because... Mm-hmm. I don't want this plant base to be, you know, so-called just for the halves or just for the for the upscale or just for the for the fine dining restaurant. And I think that that's great. That's definitely bring bring the excitement. But I think now everyone is looking for you know a real solution. Yeah. For me, for for Dynamite is I want Dynamite to recruit the daughters because uh, okay, uh, maybe I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not a vegan myself. Okay. So can I recruit myself? You know. Mm. Yeah, so, so I guess, uh, you know, if, if you know, can, can I recruit my kids? <laughs> can I recruit my children? And that's why actually, uh, it's not actually a joke. During the Have they tried it uh, yet? 
Yeah. Oh. That's okay. why during the development, I, I bring my kids in and taste it. Because if he doesn't like it, he will tell me, Daddy, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's bad. You know? But if he likes it, I know it. Because because kids, is, sorry to say, I mean, they... they brutally honest. They tell me you're brutal, you know, mm-hmm. brutally honest with me. So it's that thing. So scalability is about bringing the alternatives that have all the good things that, that people used to in this particular case is, is right. you know, right. animal, you know, in terms of taste, etc. But then on top of that, you have to bring off a better things in terms of nutrition, in terms of you know, sustainability, in terms of food securities, and still keep it affordable. So combining all of that, those, right, is definitely a challenge. But definitely, it's, there's no way to, to get around it. Right. If we want to solve this food securities, food sustainability, then we have to have a high standard on this. So mm-hmm. I'm putting Dynamite very high standard because we have to so-called, quote-unquote, recruit the daughters. Got it. Well, thank you. It's really fascinating to hear about to, and to see, you know, the alternative protein market through your point of view and to understand a little bit more about what we're going to see in our shelves, Dynamite. Joining me there, Dr. Andy Kusumo, founder and CEO of Dynamic Food Co. This is Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.